0: From exploring the rich culture and history to discussing the challenges and joys of immigrating to a new country, this podcast offers a thoughtful and engaging look at life in the Western Balkans.
1: This is the Balkan Adventures podcast,
0: everyday life and experiences in the Western Balkans. Hi and welcome to another episode of the podcast with me David Bailey. Tamara is not with us today Um, if you were following some of the earlier podcasts and also our vlogs and blogs you know that she's got uh, a gallstone so she's away at the moment getting some tests prior to having some surgery to remove it. Was that a little bit too much in the way of information? I hope not. Anyway, you might think the title of this episode has got something to do with food, but you would be wrong. As well as being a fruit, a kiwi is the nickname given to people who come from New Zealand. Andy Dunn, who is a kiwi, has been in Banyaluka on a family visit. Andy is married to a Banyaluchanka, which means a girl from Banyaluka, and although he's got a rather hectic time plan visiting relatives and everything else around that, he's found time to talk to me about Bosnia and Herzegovina, the Balkans and his rather offbeat love of Ustipsi.
1: My wife is from Luka. I spent a number of years in the, in the Balkans and uh, my son was born in Luka as well.
0: There is a huge difference not only in geography but in culture True. between the Western Balkans and the paradise that you come from? Because New Zealand is a paradise, right?
1: In some regard, yeah. It certainly can be seen as that way. Aotearoa is the, they, the, the Māori people call it, land of the long white cloud. And, um, yeah, it certainly has a lot going for it. It's very far away from the Balkans. Too far, I think, sometimes. It's nice to be here. This is my adopted home. Bainaluka, the Balkans. It's so different than anything you'll come across in, in New Zealand. And, um, yeah, it's
0: a, it's, a, it's a nice place to be. I first connected with you, I think, through Instagram. When that happened, I was going back through your feed and I was expecting to see the usual sort of stuff on Instagram, which are pictures of holidays and everything. But I was faced with some absolutely stunning, amazing art. You're an artist, so let's spin back. Okay. Who actually is Andy Dunn? Talk about a loaded question. It is.
1: At heart, I would describe myself as a, a creative person. I work as a graphic designer, but um, art or, or writing is, is probably um, closer to, to my heart as, as an expression of who I am. Uh, it's always been there since a, a young age, but um, yeah, thanks for the uh, compliment. I, I, I certainly like what I do. It's hard to describe, I, I mean, I can describe my art, but I, I much prefer people approaching it in their own sort of subjective way. To give you a few listeners, um, my art is all about principally birds, in, in abstract uh, environments, sort of
0: magical realism, I would describe it as. How do you arrive here in the Western Balkans? As I say, it's a massive difference from New Zealand. Um, I, I'd say not many Kiwis are here in the Western Balkans. I might be wrong there.
1: I'd say most, most Kiwis would find it hard to find on a map. Give them their dues. They're, they're, they're well-traveled, but... Um, yeah, I, I was travelling in um, 2012 in Portugal. And I met a, a wonderful woman who, um, who invited me, if I was in Bosnia-Herzegovina, to, um, to come by and say hi. I made my way here from Portugal to, to Italy, to Croatia, to Sarajevo, and then up to Luka. I've never looked back. There's a word, majestical. It's made up doesn't actually exist a Taika Waititi, a New Zealand director, in one of his um, movies made it up, but I would say I find Bosnia majestical.
0: Bosnia is normally focused, or people who know anything at all about the country, if you were to say word association, they would most probably come out with two words, Sarajevo and Mostar. And True. there's more, more to the country than that, so... Uh, three. Olympics. Pan Olympics, yes. <laughs> but that's an age thing. Oh, that is, that is. There's that, that, definitely an age thing. From going around the country, I know that you've lived in Sarajevo. We're mm-hmm. in Luka. It is a small country. For you, distance-wise, where do you think is the most warming place? And that's a bit of a loaded question, I know.
1: Yeah, a loaded question, definitely. But, um, yeah, with friends and family. Hanging out, going for coffees, Slava's, just talking. Sitting on, on the, the couch at uh, Sava Nijo's place listening to the, the loud TV, smelling arachia, smelling cigarette smoke. What was the biggest shock for you when you came?
0: Was there a shock, in fact?
1: Oh, yeah. And there there's a multitude of, of things that really uh, assaulted me when I, when I got here. Cigarette smoke was one of the, the major ones. I remember arriving in Sarajevo um, train station, and from about six feet up to the roof was smoke. I thought it was smog or something, but it was just old men sitting in the cafes smoking. The noise... Uh, the brashness of the, the people in town. I think the warmth of people, the acceptance of people to who I was and where I'd come from and that, um, yeah, was was unbelievable.
0: Before we started speaking, for the podcast or talking for the podcast earlier on we were chatting about food and I was absolutely taken by the fact that rather than talking about steaks and you know cevap and everything else what you really focused on was ustipsi Ustipsi, Ustipsi, which for a Brit who is always accused of being the land of eating fried bread fried bread yeah ustipsi has got to be fried bread on steroids why ustipsi for you why not? It goes with it, everything, you know. Ice cream. Ice uh, cream. Yeah. <laughs> Come on tell us about ice cream. I've 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 heard about ustipsi and kaimak. Yeah. I've heard about ustipsi and marmalade, but this is my ice own, cream. Yeah, ice cream. I mean, uh, fried fried food and ice cream just goes
1: hand in hand. And I remember when I was younger, uh, we used to go to a Japanese, uh, Chinese restaurant and have deep-fried ice cream balls, which is uh, ice cream, frozen ice cream, in batter, deep-fried. It's amazing. But the correlation between that and Ustipsi with ice cream is fantastic. Have you introduced
0: any any Bosnian people to to that concept? No, don't be silly. <laughs> of course, I'm not that, not that adventurous. I, I keep it to myself. Do you know what I think? If you if you opened a restaurant and you served it, I think you might be surprised. People might take you up on it.
1: Uh, yes and no. I think... Um, Locals are pretty set in their ways when it comes to, to food. If you look at uh, McDonald's, which was in Banyaluka for a number of years, closed down because it wasn't turning a profit. It's because you know, you've got amazing food here that people like. And they're very stuck in their ways. They're, they're safe with their food.
0: From New Zealand, You'll know more than most people in the world about lamb. You must be one of the leading nations to do with lamb in the world. Yet when we talked a little bit earlier, you said, oh, you know, when you come back um, from Sarajevo and you you, you stop at uh, Jablanica for lamb, and you just waxed lyrical about that. What is different between lamb here in the Balkans and back from the land of lamb, which is New Zealand? Well, they don't have it as many jokes about kiwis and lamb here. It's just, it's a context thing. Is it served the same as, as back home
1: in New no. Zealand? I mean, you don't often find people cooking lamb on a spit like you do here, roasting it. It, um, it tends to be cooked in a different way and probably a little bit more clini- uh, clinically. Here, you know, you cook anything on a spit and it tastes good. I didn't like uh, a lot of meat. I used to be a vegetarian. Uh, you wouldn't last uh, very long. You'd probably star- die of starvation here if you're a vegetarian. But yeah, I was a vegetarian for a number of years. But um, you can't get enough of it. You, you know, your chorba is just like you know, big bits of meat and stuff, which are lovely. As you get older, you tend to develop, and in your, in your, your, your sort of your taste gets a little bit more adventurous, I think. But yeah, trying new things it, it changes the way you perceive things as well.
0: The region also changed your drinking habits because you're now a coffee man.
1: That just comes with territory. I mean, you can't really... Um turn your mother-in-law down when she
0: offers you, uh, like, a Demachi coffee. It's like, you know. But it's a, a labour of love to make it. I've, it I've is, watched it these is. ladies make it, and there's a skill, um, isn't there?
1: There certainly is. I must admit. It's it's akin to, like, the Japanese tea service, you know? You compare that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't indulge a lot with coffee, but um, if you're going to have something, have the best, I say.
0: You've travelled around the region. You know, you, you were telling me about going to, to Belgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You've spent time in Sarajevo. Yes. The family is now, or, or, the, or the family is from Banja Luka. From your travel so far, what are the highlights of, or, or the places that, you, that stick in your mind that you've enjoyed being, you've enjoyed seeing, you've enjoyed experiencing the most?
1: So many. Uh, to pinpoint a few, one of my favourite places to go was in Croatia to a place called uh, Juliana. Now, I'm probably pronouncing that slightly wrong, but um, it's just a beautiful place to go. Beautiful beach. It's been touched by the Italian influence, like up in Istria. That would be one of the top ones. Um, in Sarajevo, there's a, a number of places like, you know, Bishaci and stuff.
0: When you read about Bosnia-Herzegovina online and, and you look at all the tourist um, paraphernalia that, that, that is to be consumed, yeah, I, I always find that Luka is not in the forefront of things as Sarajevo, mm. Mostar or anywhere else.
1: It's a shame. Um, Because I see huge potentiality with, um, especially outdoor, sort of extreme sports. I know recently, just before we got here, there was, uh, (laughs) running is very popular now. Those sort of things, but they're not really touristy things, they're local things. I see a a large part of it being environmental tourism. You know, utilising the the hills, the the forest, the waterways here.
0: You've married a girl from Luka. you're now part of a Balkan family. Correct. I've had my own experiences, but I'd like to ask you, what's it been like coming from New Zealand or I I know from my experience is coming from the United Kingdom and then you suddenly come into a Balkan family what was it like what is it like
1: well I couldn't ask for a better family to be honest Um, the support and and love that I've had from my family and and friends has been unbelievable family I learned to uh, I learned my place there's certain requirements from a male in the family um, both as a son-in-law and a husband and I do take those very seriously. Being a Kiwi, we, we, have a, we very much um, have our own way about us, um, which is quite hard to change. You know, I, I see that as introducing that Kiwiness to my family as well. And I think they they understand where I'm from, and, and sometimes the things I do, like wear shorts, on a cold day it's weird people look at me you know as an Englishman you, you must know that you feel very um, conspicuous as, you, as you're um, walking around you don't look like a, a no everybody
0: knows that I'm a yeah. stranat straight away yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you need to be comfortable with that to start with I think And once you're over that, it's not that hard. Being a multicultural family has got to be good for kids. Fantastic. I couldn't imagine... I mean, it's that cross-pollination of cultures, which I I really think gives kids, especially uh, European or or Pakia kids, a sense of identity. There tend to be um, this sort of malaise of, I don't know who I am, I can't follow my culture, I don't know where I came from. But when you have such a strong culture like the Balkan culture, it also highlights your own. I mean, it gives you a, a greater sense of identity.
0: Would you ever consider leaving New Zealand full time to come here? Oh, yeah. Drop of a hat.
1: I like Europe. I don't know if it would be coming back to um, Bosnia per se. There's a lot of problems here that aren't going to be solved in the near future. And although it's got family and friends here, it's, I mean, there's, there's other places close by which have the potentiality of providing a good, stable environment for bringing up children and yet
0: being close enough so we can journey back and forth. You mentioned when we first met, it's like one of the things that you found fascinating about being in Europe and in this region is your walk... I love the phrase use, walking through history. It is. You must understand, New Zealand is... I might have this wrong, around
1: 180 years old as a a nation. It's pretty boring when it comes to the urban landscape. I mean, New Zealand, as you know, is renowned for um, the earth moving quite frequently. So you don't have things like castles, you don't have very old buildings. Everywhere you go here, something's happened of significance, which is fantastic. Is, is, like you said, you're a history buff. It's just fascinating to to delve into that
0: knowledge of, of land and, and culture. You'll be going home in, what, three weeks? Yeah, about three weeks' time. When I leave, from my experience, I always have a tinge of sadness when I go back to the UK, and I always get sort of like pretty euphoric when the aircraft starts descending into Zagreb. <laughs> even though we're not in Bosnia-Herzegovina, even yeah. if you're seeing, you know, seeing the, the difference in building style and the way the, the, yeah, the fields the terracotta roofs yeah 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 and, and everything like that when you go back to New Zealand what's what's the feeling when after that hugely long flight that you'll have to take I usually don't
1: have many feelings or thoughts when we get back because it's a, about 30 hours flight usually I'm jet lagged so for the first couple of days there's nothing but I mean like you said I'll, I'll There'll be a tinge of, of sadness probably a bit more than a, a tinge and mixed with that would be um, we're, we're pretty busy when we're here we're, we're flat out actually especially my wife so maybe we'll go home for a, a rest we'll have a break but it's normality back at home uh, so yeah i mean uh, to finish off the sentence it's great coming here i love it but i think
0: sometimes it's the the fact that we are leaving that coming here makes it so special okay I'm gonna finish off with this difference between me as a Brit and most guys in the Balkans Mm. I might have this wrong I can't do any English folk dancing but it seems to me that every time you go to a christening or a wedding everybody can dance collo yep can you do the hacker? Of course. You're joking.
1: Haka. No, no.
0: I had to teach my wife how to, but you're not meant to do that because it's a man. thing.
1: Are you being serious? No, no, no. Yeah, can yeah. all Kiwis do hacker? Yes. It's actually taught in schools.
0: I have really learned something today. <laughs> do you know why I'm saying that? Why? So for people from Vanjiluka that are listening, I always thought Serb men, Bosniak men and Kraut men were hard men. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, I saw loads of, can we say regional guys without mm-hmm. being too political about it? All sat down in a conference hall, yeah. and then I saw 15 Kiwis stand in front of them and approached them doing a haka. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, 10 got out of their chairs and walked to the back of the room. There's a
1: reason why the All Blacks do the haka, because it terrifies the shit out of the opponents.
0: <laughs> Every time I
1: see it, especially the All Blacks, it does give you a shiver. You know, and I don't know if that's national pride or just, yeah, fear. But it's one or the other. It's probably a good thing.
0: Andy, thank you very much for giving me your time today.
1: Ah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's nice talking to you. And uh, nice to meet you, David.
0: Andy Dunn, a Kiwi in the Balkans. Well, at least at the moment. To find out more about Andy, you can check out a link to his website in the show notes, as well as his Instagram feed, which I really do encourage you to follow. Thanks for taking the time to listen. And if you haven't already, why not subscribe to the podcast? And if you'd like to treat me to a coffee, that I can drink while editing these episodes, then why not click on the Kofi link uh, also in the show notes. Well, that's it for this time. Till next time, please do stay safe wherever you are. To find out more about us and where we live, why not check out our blog at com. See you next time. So that's it for this episode. Our podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you like this podcast, then please do leave us a review or send us an email. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe giving us a tip or becoming a member of our podcast family. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it. To find out more about us and where we live, why not check out our blog at anenglishmaninthbalkans.com.